Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. I'm joined by SEO manager Rob Ramirez, director of training Mindy Weinstein, Virginia Nussie, content manager and community manager Christy Kellogg. We have a great show for you today, so thanks for tuning in. Later in the show, we're going to look at some of the ranking factors most correlated with Google High Rankings, according to the latest study. Right now, we want to take a look at news about Google's big reorganization to Alphabet. Oh. That was big news. Everybody was talking about it and making jokes, and there's some Easter eggs in there for us search nerds, but basically, um, on Monday... The Google founders, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, announced the creation of a new company, Alphabet. And so Google will be one of the branches under Alphabet. And um, Larry Page is going to be the CEO of Alphabet. Uh, Sergey Brin will be the president. And um, uh, uh, Sundar Pichai will take over as CEO of Google itself. So... Congrats on that promotion. That's got to be exciting. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, when I saw it, I really had to check my calendar. I thought it was April 1st all over again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, what, what's going on? That's big news. I, I think it just signals, you know, all of the things that Google has in mind that we don't even really get any insight into. Um, they they want to take over the world. They want to be Skynet. And well, it might be something a little bit more primitive than that. I mean, Google has always done very well in annual reports and financial achievements. What if it weren't going to be as good? And they're using this restructuring as a way to hide the fact that they're not going to have the performance they thought they were going to have from all the analysts, that we have some sort of inefficiency due to the restructuring. It could be something as obscure as just money. I am not sure why Alphabet would be picked, and I certainly wouldn't announce it without owning the domain. <laughs> if you're wondering... Right, you know what's, Well, real quick, I was going to say what's interesting on the financial aspect of things is that Alphabet's going to replace Google as a public, publicly traded company. So all shares of Google will be converted to the equivalent shares of Alphabet. So stockholders have the same rights, but that's also interesting and goes along with what you were just saying. Well, the restructuring is going to be an expense, and they could always lean on that expense as a way and cause for them to miss financial uh, targets. If anyone's wondering why Brynn and Page chose the name Alphabet, they actually talked about that in Monday's announcement. They said, quote, We liked the name Alphabet because it means a collection of letters that represent language, one of humanity's most important innovations, and that's the core of how we index with Google Search, end quote. 
They also pointed out that alpha-bet signifies alpha as an investment return above benchmark. And though they didn't mention this in their announcement, it seems clear to me that alpha-bet calls to mind the alpha and the omega for their position in Google as a god. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's, it's an interesting move. I mean, uh, they are... Google's not hurting for money, obviously. It's going to offer more transparency, I guess, uh, as they separate out all of their different properties into individual mini corporations. Uh, they'll each uh, be held to some kind of standard, and I can't imagine that it'll be good news if they're all operating at a loss. But I imagine that's what's going to happen initially, at least with reporting, because I know some of these companies are, are just... Uh, money drains at this point. Google's the only one really generating any kind of profit. Um, so we'll, we'll see what comes of this. Uh, I really don't know what to make of it. I'm sure, people with much more knowledge and uh, much smarter than I have made these decisions. So I'm sure that they are uh, well-founded and well-researched. Uh, we'll see. In some cases, I think they're anticipating that these parts of Google will be growing up. I mean, the car or Wi-Fi or things that are not necessarily search, but things which have been developed over time, and it's time for them to grow up. Uh, it could very easily be it's just time for them to take what might have been in labs, uh, whether it went away or not is anybody's guess. Some of them did, some of them didn't. Uh, but take what was in labs and say, okay, these are the winners. They're going to be companies now. I mean, that made Google logically an incubator that now became, grew up to be a parent. Yeah, that, that saying that, you know, what a camel is, it's a horse that was built in committee comes to mind, right? So maybe this way with the structure, they can trim off things. They can, you know, focus better on um, different products and um, also give themselves the freedom to to invest in things that aren't necessarily going to make profits, but are just more um, going to, well, I've always thought of Google as a very um, progressive kind of like future thinking, like we're going to help cure cancer and mm -hmm. get rid of aging and all this stuff. So um if that's the direction, then more power to them. I don't know. Yeah, if you have enough money, you can certainly be a company that helps everybody. Uh, and you have a choice. I mean, you can take all your money and give it to nonprofits, or you can go out and say, hey, if the nonprofit can do it, we can do it better. Let's invest smart. Let's put our muscle behind it, and let's move forward. And putting these uh, organizations out on their own, it may be one of these sink or swims type scenarios. You know, if you're going to make it, if you're going to be profitable, if you're going to generate revenue and, and be innovative, uh, then you don't need to be under this umbrella, um, you know, and go back to daddy's pocketbook, uh, you know, and have Google search finance everything. So everyone's going to have their own ledgers, their own balance sheets. So we'll, we'll see where the chips fall. It's interesting for them to make this decision and this maneuver in light of all the antitrust litigation that's out there in Europe. And I, I, I do question it through that lens because certainly they've, they've kind of isolated the search properties, uh, which might make it a little easier to litigate uh, if that's where all of this is headed in the U.S. anyways. It already is headed there, obviously, in Europe. But um, 
it'll be interesting to see if this does open them up to uh, more litigation, less litigation, what exactly it means. Well, who do you sue? Right. Well, the ones with the money, right? Uh, and that's uh, that's Google search. That is, and they just made that a little bit easier, right? Because I mean, they they separated out Google search as a property and put it by itself, uh, including YouTube, which I thought was interesting. I thought they would have branched YouTube out by itself to protect it, but uh, they put it all under the same umbrella. So um, theoretically, they could be sued very easily, I would imagine. But I'm not a lawyer; I don't know that for a fact. It's it's speculation. Uh, you have to figure, though, that that had to go in their decision-making, so they must maybe know something that uh, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me to find that out. Well, you know, when you're dealing with uh, Securities and Exchange Commission and moving people's stock, and all these different companies already existed, how does the money move? I mean, there's a lot of thought that theoretically went into this, and we have to assume that when you have uh, sufficient money and, and competent lawyers that you're, you've already thought it through. <laughs> so we will obviously have to watch it. I think a big part of their announcement was actually to encourage investors and, and let them know that the stock price is not at its maximum. It's going to just keep going, and this is why. And it might have been uh, also a play to, to do that, mm-hmm. you know, create some confusion out there or uh, some excitement or some uh, maybe some just enthusiasm about visibility to some of the things that they've been working on that people might not have otherwise known. It's time to take a quick break. We're going to turn the conversation to the 2015 search ranking factor study that indicates top ranking signals when we return. More SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. 
at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Mindy Weinstein. And last week, Moz came out with their biannual ranking factor study. And it's a pretty big report, something that they publish every two years. And in a nutshell, SEO insiders learn what factors are most likely to lead to high search engine rankings. And the factors that they looked at include keyword usage, page load speed, anchor text, and actually a whole bunch of other attributes, 170 to be exact. So we thought we'd take a look at the factors and give some insights and talk about surprises that we found from the study. So Bruce, what did you think about these ranking factors that they published? Did any surprise you? Oh, I don't think any are surprising. Over time, we've tried to figure out what are all the things that might contribute. Uh, We find that, in general, they're synergistic. We've got a list of over 300 items, even though the algorithm isn't supposed to have 300 items. Um, And it could be that item number one and item number three are synergistic. And what we don't have is the synergistic effect, all the permutations and combinations of the items in the study, and whether or not if two of them are present, it is a much more influential item. Because you can easily divide it into enough small pieces that you don't see the correlation between groups of things. Um, So... I think that what we have is a study that uh, kind of forgets that you need to do everything. And they're trying to, uh, or it might be, might be interpreted by some people to be, well, if I do the top five, I'll rank. When, in fact, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, Our statements that we commonly use in talking to people is if I gave you 50 things to do, you can't say which 22 are the ones that matter. It's 50. It's like building a race car and then not putting wheels on it. You have to do it all or you don't have a race car. And I think that certainly understanding that some things are more influential than others will lead you to paying attention to them uh, and perhaps lead you to understand correlation between this and other things. But I don't think that there are islands here. I I think this is a whole lot of things that play interactively, and uh, it's almost impossible to divide them up. Uh, And it's even a nested thing. For instance, uh, if you're looking at the number of links to your page from other pages, 
I think that one of the things that matter is who's linking to those other pages. And then who's linking to those pages that link to those other pages that link to you? And who else do they link to? Because that might cut down trust. Um, I, I think that the way it's done is uh, multi-level. It's really, really complex. Um, looking at a bunch of individual items, I find actually I become curious as to how that influences it, but I really don't think any one of them is the winner. I think that you just do them all. Right, and that's that's, uh, that's a great point. It can be dangerous, this type of information in the hands of someone who is looking for the magic bullet um, because you look at the top of the list, think, okay, that's that's the game changer. That's what I need to go ahead and focus all of my efforts on, and everything will turn out fine. And that's not really the case at all. It is a more comprehensive effort that always gives you rewards when it comes to SEO. Uh, you have to attack a lot of different issues uh, across a site, um, various issues, not just on page or, or off page for that matter, but technical. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously, and that's, uh, that's why we do what we do. Uh, it is uh, a lot to manage and a lot to consider. Uh, so it, it can be a little dangerous to put too much stock into these types of reports. It is interesting insights. The correlations are, are very interesting. And uh, like Bruce said, not a lot of uh, shocking surprises, um, uh, but certainly maybe to some it is. We kind of live this stuff. So we see these trends well before they start to be reported somewhere like here. Uh, but uh, certainly useful uh, information uh, as long as you uh, consider it and use it properly. So people can find this actual study if they go to moz.com slash search dash ranking dash factors. And one of the things that I guess I liked to see is that um, the number of social shares a page accumulates tends to show a positive correlation with rankings. And I know that this whole um, connection between social and SEO is a little bit fuzzy. And, you know, what are the, you know, um, do social links count? But social shares tend to show a high correlation to ranking. So um, the work that you can do with, you know, social media marketing um, will, it's part of the SEO program. Sure. And another thing that they do say, even in their insights, is that, um, and I'll actually read it, despite rumors to the contrary, the data continues to show some of the highest correlations between Google rankings and the number of links to a given page. Um, which makes a lot of sense, obviously. Uh, I've said this before. Um, you know, all Penguin did was really make good links all the more important. And the people that are out there earning uh, the best of links and doing things that are noteworthy, shareworthy, and, uh, you know, willing, um, able to be linked to are certainly uh, going to be the winners. So it has to be part of what your plan is, your long-term plan anyways. It uh, doesn't mean go out and build links, obviously. It doesn't mean go out and buy links. That doesn't work. Well, what you just said, and same with Virginia, um, you know, that's actually a topic that I've taught on at, or spoke on at PubCon is about social and search and, you know, where is the impact? And it goes with what I'm about to say goes with your points, Virginia, and also yours, Rob. Um, the thing with social is that when you are sharing your content, you know, you produce a video and you share it, you know, via Facebook, via 
Twitter, whatever it might be, or you have a blog post and you share it, or you have a tool and you share it, it's really what happens after the fact. You know, people come across it, they see it, they're interested in it, then they might link to you. And if they're a high authority site and they're relevant, they're on topic to you, you know, that link can be powerful for you. So that goes with the fact that links do matter. And that's how I view the social shares too. We also know that social shares does create some buzz and that's also something that can help. So those things all do go into it and they are all very important. Um, one thing too that I, um, just building on what Bruce said, you know, in training we talk a lot about the algorithm and the things that go into the algorithm. We, what we teach is that you need to do more things better than your competition. So going with this list of 10 ranking factors, as everyone's been saying, you don't just pick two, you don't just pick three and do those, you do all of them because you want to do more things right than your competition is doing. And that's the concept of least and, least and perfect that we, we teach in our training and it's one of our philosophies. So definitely um, something to consider. Absolutely. You know, another interesting insight uh, from the study has to do with uh, the lower correlation between on-page keyword use and rankings, as Moz put it, uh, which is an interesting insight. It makes sense uh, because I can kind of connect the dots. Uh, but if, if you're not careful, you might take that to mean that you don't need to put the keywords you're trying to rank for on the page, and that's certainly not the case. Um, it is that, though, exact match relationship where there's one page for one keyword and you optimize for that keyword and uh, you are done. Uh, that kind of ruled the roost when it came to SEO for a time back in 2012, 2013, where you know everyone was kind of just throwing content up. Uh, you wanted to rank for a keyword, you put a page up about it. You wanted to rank for the plural version of that keyword, well, you put another page about that up. And you want to rank for the synonym of that keyword, then you put another page uh, that's optimized for that. And and that certainly is something that Google has, has eliminated with the changes that they've made to their algorithm. It is much more important now uh, to speak uh, fully, logically, and completely about a topic and make sure that all of the related keywords that one would expect to see uh, are, appear on the page as well. And we're seeing that the strongest pages uh, at the top of silos rank for multiple keywords now, not just one keyword. So that exact match where it's one keyword, one page, yeah, that, that's kind of dried up. But certainly uh, don't go out and take all the keywords off your pages. I wouldn't recommend that. If you find that you're looking for, you know, a little more guidance and maybe expert um, direction, uh, there's a couple opportunities coming up in the next month. And the deadline for early bird registration is going to be uh, the end of August um, for both PubCon Las Vegas, which is happening the first week of October, I think it's the 5th, and uh, SMX East, and that, that takes place on September 29th with a SEO training workshop on the 28th. And so the reason that I mentioned that is because it gives an opportunity for people on the East Coast and the West Coast to... Um, really immerse themselves in the latest uh, SEO tactics and also larger digital marketing kind of strategies. Um, really smart people, including Bruce and Mindy, will be sharing information at those conferences. And we've got some discount codes. You can go to bruceclay.com and you'll, you'll see the discount codes on the right-hand side of the site. So I'll point you there if you're, if you're interested in um, getting some FaceTime with Bruce and uh, some of the other experts in the industry.
Okay, thanks for uh, listening, everybody, and thanks to Webmaster Radio, as always, for producing the show. If you haven't, we invite you to review the podcast on iTunes. Go to scmsynergy.com slash iTunes, and that will jump straight over where you can tell us what you thought of the show. If you want more like this, head to bruceclay.com slash blog. We've got articles by uh, a lot of our staff, including Christy and me and Rob. And um, have a great week. See you next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.